And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. It's another pick and games edition. Ari and I still together. We've arrived in Tuscaloosa. Nicole joining us from Chicago. How are we doing, Nicole? I'm doing great, but probably not as great as you guys. I mean, this road trip has looked like a total blast. Ari's would you rather's are going viral, I think. Dare I say, <laughs> Lane, Lane Kiffin loved the "Would You Rather." Like when he said, "Tell me more about the turtle," I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> he like leaned in. Tell me more uh, what, about the so, turtle. So he said no, right? He said he would not take the money because you would be in fear of this turtle for the rest of your life. Correct. He's also rich. I think that has something to do with it. But yeah, oh, he, I think he's I would, I think I would make the, the same. I would make the same choice. I, I would not want to live in fear of a turtle popping up at any point and dying immediately. It would take like 10 years for the turtle to go from New York to L.A. You don't know where the turtle is when he starts, yeah, though. you don't know where he starts. So it's it's got to be something in the back of your head. I ain't scared of the turtle. Give me that money. Give I mean, me that I money. I would just take the money because if I go out that way, at least I. <laughs> it's a great story, not, yeah. if nothing else. And at least if I get like five years with the 10 million. I'm picturing the oh. obit, the first line of the obit right now. <laughs> Death by turtle. <laughs> there, there, there is a, uh, there's a. There's a folk band called, uh, or a bluegrass band called Trampled by Turtles. So actually, if if someone went, if that was cause of death, Trampled by Turtles, that is a hell of a story and a great bluegrass song, also, probably. When you, when you think about it, like Lane's not in this position, but you know, a lot of people work really, really hard to like make their kids' lives better. Mm-hmm. So like if I got- I think he has million, worked really hard yeah. to make his kids' well, lives no, no, better. I'm saying like normal people like me yeah. and you- uh, 10 million bucks, just wrap it up in a trust fund for the baby. And one day when she's old enough to, to consider how she has this money, somebody will tell her what her father did. And that'd be a hero. <laughs> My daddy took on exactly, that turtle. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is, did. is that if I made it a year, there'd probably be no, no more money left. So, uh, it's kind of a catch twenty two here. Ari, oh Ari buys buys one cooler, one Yeti cooler, and now he's like, <laughs> you oh, not I gotta imagine. do whatever it takes. He didn't even buy a Yeti, Nicole. It's like an off brand Yeti, but an expensive off brand Yeti. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not off brand. It's just Texan. I, I didn't buy it at TJ Maxx. Yeti is, Yeti is Texan. It's like saying Yeti is a Texas space company. No, Ari. no, I know, but the one that I got was. Uh, it's not like I bought like some walmart brand oh so version. this like this is like this is basically Shinerbach versus ziegenbach like they're you, both extremely texan like i got you, you buying a mercedes and telling me that my my bmw is off-brand it's a different brand <laughs> it's a different german automobile okay. yes all right i, I got, got the, you i got the bmw of coolers <laughs> i first of all oh. i believe that uh second of all can i ask you guys like some questions about this trip so far absolutely okay so the first question is are you counting like total miles driven? Like, are you tracking the overall amount of like how long this road trip is in total? How many times you're filling up the tank? Like how many gas station restaurant stops are needed? Are you, are you tracking? How many all times of are we going to the bathroom? So Ari and I are actually good road trip partners. 
Uh, we, we realize this because our wives hate this about us. We both require a lot of bathroom breaks, but for a lot for for two different reasons. Ari's bladder is the size of a two year old's, so he just needs to go to the bathroom a lot. I when when I am presented with an option of the cups at a fountain drink area of a gas station, I am going for the largest one, the one that is shaped like a bucket but has the you know the small end at the bottom so they can fit in the cup holder. And so I am filling that up with with iced tea or with Coke Zero and. I'm going to need to pee at some point. So if you look at Wait, our so cup how, holder, you've how, got a metric. How often are you peeing? Is this like once an hour? No, probably every two hours because we That's both like gas stations too. So it allows us to explore more gas stations. Big gas station guy. And if you look at the center console of the car right now, you've got Andy's metric gallon of Coke Zero. And then I get the like medium size that can fit. Like mine is just one cylinder. His is the big cylinder with the bottom that fits in a cup holder. So he drinks a lot. I pee a lot. We both get to explore new gas stations, and I love mingling with the country folk. Is that it's from Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, I. I that, some people know that. Some people are thinking you're making fun of Southerners. Which I'm not you making fun of Southerners. No, have, I think uh, you, he he's becoming Southern. This is the main. This is the main takeaway of the week. Right before we started I, I, recording. Yeah, it'd be it's just as offensive said. as if a Southerner who's a country person said, "I like going into the city and mingling with the city folk." I suppose, it's not offensive. I guess. I don't know. I, all I know is I've introduced Ari to, to some comfort food staples. So he had a, a chicken fried steak sandwich at Ajax mm. Diner in Oxford yesterday for lunch. This morning before we left Oxford, I took him to Big Bad Breakfast, one of the part of the John Kearns empire. I got two. I got biscuits and gravy. I got two different kinds of biscuits. The lady looked at me like I had eight heads when I had when I ordered two orders of biscuits and gravy. But I wanted he got two with, breakfasts. Yeah, uh, two breakfasts. Yeah, I, we've one we've with both the tomato had, gravy and one with the sausage gravy. But Andy, we we have both been with you for either your first or second breakfast of a day. So I understand that you <laughs> might have just eaten. But both mostly, of them. I just wanted to sh- to give him part of mine so he could try it because he ordered wrong. He you ordered like I've an omelet. Like, you know what I've been like on this trip? You know those birds? A child. That that like, like you have the you have the parent bird and the baby bird. So you're saying I've been vomiting it in your mouth? <laughs> Andy's been like uh, uh, and like into the but like Andy on every meal that we've had so far has cut off a little piece of what he has ordered and gracefully put it on my plate. Why don't you just listen to him when he tells you what to order? I, I'm learning. I, I, so the lamb shank should have been your, yeah. that should have told you all you needed to know. We were at a place last night, Nicole, called Snack Bar, I, I, more of the John Currents empire in Oxford. And the daily specials, like Tuesday's fried chicken night, this, you know, Thursday's something else. Wednesday is cookbook night, which is an, one recipe out of John Currents' cookbook. In this case, it was a recipe out of one of his buddy's cookbooks. And it was this lamb shank that produces this brown gravy at the bottom of the bowl that is, I, I would swim in it. And Ari's looking at my, Ari got an Italian panini, which I, well, I guess is, they're all Italian, but he got a panini with, with, you know, kind of an Italian sandwich pressed. You could get, great. get that any, anywhere, but you right. can get that anywhere. No, you couldn't get okay. what I got anywhere. It was good. It I, was like biscuit panini. Yeah, it was very good. It's not as good as what I ordered. Not yeah, even close. Yeah, but even the person that we were with, who lives in Oxford was jealous of Andy's order. I, I got a sixth sense about it. the the waiter was so excited explaining it to us. I felt like is, is there's there no way any, Andy has. There's no better feeling than when you're at a restaurant and you pick something and the waiter's like, "That's my favorite too." Andy yes. has like undefeated really, on this trip of order envy. I think that's a you know when you go to a place that has a menu that has like 19 things that sound good. Andy has an uncanny knack to never swing and miss. 
and I always overthink it. I get nervous. I'm always the last person to order, and then it's on me, and the whole table's waiting, and then I, I just well, panic I have order. this discussion with Bruce Feldman all the time because he always – he says this every time too. And I'm like, Bruce, because you order the turkey burger every time. Like, there's no <laughs> turkey burger in the world that will ever be good. <laughs> so whatever I order is going to be better than the turkey burger you ordered. So just don't order the turkey burger. I think I'm now just picturing it as the little bird vomiting into the little other bird. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's just how I'll he's picture just, the rest of the trip. Okay, he's, he's the mother hen, and he's. Can, can I tell you about my biggest regret though? My, the, the biggest regret I have is we were at a Love's outside of Vicksburg, Mississippi. It was, uh, yeah, it's between Vicksburg and Jackson, Mississippi, and you know they had the roller grill. We usually it's sausages and hot dogs and, and different things. They had pork tamales on the roller grill i am so mad that i didn't order one but we were going to eat dinner in jackson so it didn't make sense to do that right before we ate dinner i'm still regretting that i may have to drive back through mississippi just to do that again yeah, but i think it's in every loves isn't it tamales i see tamales all the time in loves yeah. you're living texas maybe that's what yeah, maybe they, that's they're what not they're not in the florida loves for sure so so that actually was going to be my next question well, of what is the one. best. I mean, you can go in there either. So, what's the best gas station food that you guys have had? Oh uh, well, we we had Bucky's on the way out of College Station. So we we actually had Bucky's on the way to College Station on Monday. We hit the Ennis one, which I believe was number eight number on the eight uh, on San the Antonio Express News ranking of Bucky's in the state of Texas, and uh, and then we hit Madisonville, which I think is another top ten Bucky's on the way out, and. It was great. It was, you know, first meal, we had a massive meal in College Station on Monday night. I had a 30-ounce bone-out ribeye, which means just 30 ounces. So it would have been like 48 ounces if we were bone-in. Dear Lord, I was not, Andy. Yeah, I was not hungry again until about noon the next day. But I grabbed a, uh, I grabbed a sliced brisket sandwich and a turkey sandwich from Bucky's, smoked turkey sandwich. It was marvelous. It Andy, was perfect. Andy's portions have been two or three times larger than all of my portions. And I've been pulverized all week. We ate breakfast at nine 30. It's two 30 now. And I'm still like not hungry. That's okay. Stuffed. We're going to get ribs after this ribs. Hell yeah. We're getting ribs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting ribs, baby. I got to work out, but my you wife, know, we're, we're, we'll my get wife, it done. The last thing my wife said to me before I left the house was make healthy choices. Uh, <laughs> with me and Andy got the best view uh, in the, uh, in the entire uh, hotel that we're in in Tuscaloosa right now, because he's looking right down. I'm looking at a, a CrossFit. <laughs> so I'm going to see a bunch of people working very hard and making me feel very guilty. So I'm going to have to, maybe, maybe I'll run in there for a workout in the morning. Nicole, what do you think if I just showed up and be like, let's go. I, I think they'd first of all, take you. Yes. And two, I can't believe that anyone used the word healthy in relation to this road trip, even kind yeah. of in, in aspirational Pretty terms. Britt just married Ari last year. She's still new at this. Like, no, if, she, if she has a she's conversation. gotta know. You know who you yeah. marry if you marry Ari. He tells you who he is. If if she has a conversation with my wife, like Anne would explain to her how these because she's like Anne's got 20 years or 20 plus years of this and understands what I do on the road. I send her the pictures, she gets mad. She's like, How could you eat that? I'm like, in fairness, I gotta to me, be me. In fairness to me, I haven't made a single decision of where we were eating it. So it's been kind of out of my hands. Oh, Ari, this isn't your fault at all. You can't help yeah. that there's no vegetables the, uh, on Andy this road Staples trip. I've got the shrapnel on me, but it's okay. Um, I'm having a Ooh, blast. Wait. And Wait, that's my last question. Have you had a vegetable? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had okay. four vegetable sides with my lunch yesterday or no, was it four? No, it was three. I did turnip greens. I did butter beans and I did but every single one of those peas. had meat in them too, right? They all had meat in them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that barely counts as a vegetable. Andy. <laughs> I love vegetables though. So that it, like, that's not a, I'm not Al Michaels. Who's never eaten a vegetable. I, I adore vegetables, especially if they're cooked well with meat. So Guys, we, we do have to talk about these games. We we we've gone a while, but we and that's it. We got we'll see you next week. We got yeah. We we got a lot of games this week. I, can can I? It's a big noon Eastern slate. Can I start at the one where we're assuming the woodshed is 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 going to happen? I, I want to start in Dallas. We we were just talking about nine unhealthy food. Yes, Texas is nine point favorite against Oklahoma. Wow, that must have moved two points in the last hour and a half. That, I just looked it up. Yeah, these, maybe these, did. Yeah, these lines presented by BetMGM.com, our, our partner at The Athletic. And BetMGM.com, as I looked it up right before the show, Texas minus nine, playing Oklahoma in Dallas, uh, fried Oreos, fried Snickers. All right, Nicole, let me ask you this one since, since we're on this subject. Fried Oreo or fried Snickers bar? Oreo. 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 You're both wrong. I have never had a fried Snickers before, but I have. That's why! But I have had a fried, well, I mean, when given the choice, the first time Snickers was on the menu and I chose Oreo. But Atlantic City Boardwalk. I was going to say, as a Jersey girl, I've been on Mm -hmm. that boardwalk that Ari's referencing. I'm just a funnel cake person. I don't need anything inside the fried. Like, I'm a classic. I can't argue with that. Big funnel cake. So I'm curious, you know, because. I saw one of the the commenters saying, "When does chicken fried steak become country fried steak?" Is that a north south thing? Not really. I, I I use them interchangeably: country fried steak, chicken fried steak, depending on what I say at the time. Uh, but funnel cake. When I was growing up, when I was a kid in South Carolina, and we went to the South Carolina State Fair right across the street from Williams Bryce Stadium, we did not call them funnel cakes. We called them elephant ears. And I'm curious how many That's a folks- different thing. No, it's pretty much the same thing that, that that we would call funnel cake anywhere else. But have you ordered? Have you had elephant ears? Like it's a different pastry, ears? Nicole. That's horrible. No, it's an actual <laughs> like it's a it's a pastry that is with pastries in a in it, when you go like it's kind of near the. Croissant. It's kind of like a cinnamon bun, right? No, but funnel cake is the thing that's like those are yeah, very different. It's the fried dough. It's, it's fried, fried dough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like a zeppoli, I'm but. You, I'm telling you what what we consider funnel cake, like what most of the country considers funnel cake, they were calling elephant ears there. I don't know why. I've never heard the word because elephant ears in my life. I have seen I've what you're talking them. about. It's, it's more like a cinnamon yeah, roll. A, yeah. Yeah. But like hard, not soft. Yeah. But yeah. That's a yeah. totally different thing. No, funnel cake is undefeated. So uh, that's where that's the go to at any sort of fair setting for myself as much as I would All want right, to try so, other things. And Nicole is about as Southern as I am. So I think I'm on the same will, side of the Will the earth. Sooners fans need all of the fried foods to you know, drown just, their sorrows? I'm going to start and say this, Andy. Okay. I like Texas at anything under seven. I don't like Texas at anything over seven. So I think I'm going to take the nine. And I might be 59 to nothing, and then I'll have to deal with it next week. But, like, we are not going to rule out Texas being Texas in this game, right? Okay. I, this is my problem. And, Nicole, maybe you can, can help with this because – is it bad that I'm not even worried about whether Texas, Texas is in this game? I mean, think about like, what you I just said. Oklahoma Say that out loud be, again. Is, that I'm not worried whether Texas, Texas is. I think Oklahoma might be bad. 
Yeah. Texas Texasing is it means that it doesn't matter if the opponent is bad. I I'm that's not, the definition of it. I'm not sure. They lost to Kansas last year. Last year's Kansas. I, I'm not sure it matters. Our rivalry game. I'm not sure. I don't think Texasing is the right word. I think it needs to be something else. It's like Texas is backing. Like yeah, it's a different. Uh, yeah. And, and the other thing about this particular game, you never worried about Texas being up for this game. That, that they yeah. were all always up for this game. You were worried about whether they're up against Texas Tech. Which I'm also amused were. that Quinn Ewers coming back moved the line three points um, and a redshirt freshman who's played exactly, what, a quarter in a few plays mm-hmm. is the savior of the, of the three-point line move. Is Quinn Ewers over Hudson Card worth a three? Didn't we already assume he was playing? Oh, we'll just move was, the line yeah. three points. I just, listen, I get why you're nervous because Oklahoma is always good. I just I don't, don't even know if it matters if they're good to me. Like, I think Nicole, that, I don't know. I don't know if, if you've experienced the same thing in the last week or two. The, stu- the, the, the talk of people in the industry about Oklahoma right now in this situation it ain't good. But you made a no. very apt point, and you said you weren't hearing about it two weeks ago. So what did you say? The, the what, what bird circles its prey? The vulture? It's not prey. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. yeah what, it's vultures swirling? Yeah. Yes. But Oklahoma, is Oklahoma dead? No. They're Oklahoma. So it's so, prey so in this here, But I think this year they might be bad. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I also think that they might be bad. I think that we collectively as a society need to stop overreacting when people beat Nebraska. That would be <laughs> one thing that would help. Yeah. But to your point, um, someone said to me, watching what just unfolded with Wisconsin and that Jim Leonard is getting seven mm-hmm. games for his audition here and he's never been a head coach before, someone straight up said to me, well, you're seeing what Brett Venables is doing, right? People didn't know if he could be a head coach. So it's definitely being discussed elsewhere. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to see Jim Leonard get a seven game audition, which uh, Oklahoma did not see Brent Venables right. be a head coach no, for seven I- games before deciding to do this. And, and listen, they lost a lot on that, that roster. There's, there's a number of issues, right? right. But I, I do think I agree with you. I, I don't think that are this people is already out on Venables. I think a couple people are. Here's the thing. I'll say in the Big 12, Dave Aranda got a year audition. It didn't go well. He changed offensive coordinators, and suddenly they're the best team in the league. So it's not so like Oklahoma you can't beating learn. Texas would be the most appropriate result of this game, humanly possible. Of course it would. It was, I just I can't say I'm going to take Texas in the points. I, I, I or you're going to lay nine. I can't. I can't. The way they played defense against TCU last week, the level of bus that were going on in that game, that the amount their guys who were getting red in the read option were crashing and giving away who they were going after, making the quarterback decision so easy. I just, I can't. I, against B. John Robinson, Xavier Worthy. Like, so let me can't. ask you this. What would the, and we're gonna, you're going to have to say something out loud before we move on to the next game. Okay. All right. Because you are doing mm-hmm. exactly what you spent the last two years trying to stop me from doing. Mm-hmm. So you have to feel really strongly. This about is this. more about Oklahoma the, than Texas. I think the opponent has always been irrelevant in this scenario. But what would the yeah, number have to be Andy, if you take Oklahoma? What's that, Nicole? I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I yep. don't mind being on the wrong side of the fence here. Yeah, this is more about This is not about Texas. No, this choice is not about Texas. I just didn't know that it was even physically possible to remove Texas from 
from the equation. That's because Texas thinks they belong in all equations. But also, you but Quinn Ewers is back as well, right, guys? Like, you, this, yeah, he's better. He's, Texas. The one quarter we got to watch of him, he's back. Yeah, yeah. I, and I I'm the one who's actually like doubting him, and I'm supposed to be the one propping him up. Yeah, I'm just saying nine seems like quite a bit to me. No, I, I it's what would the number have to be for you to take Oklahoma? Twelve. See, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, okay. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, guys, let's stay in the Big 12. TCU Kansas, the game day game. I'm assuming Rob Riggle's your your guest picker. Huge Kansas super fan, Rob Riggle, co-host of of Holy Moly with Joe Tessitore from ESPN. This has got to happen. But... We have seen TCU's offense look spectacular this year. Sonny Dykes, Garrett Riley, they've come in. Max Duggan looks like a completely different guy. Can Kansas withstand the onslaught that is coming? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to ride with Kansas until they lose, guys. I I don't (laughs) really need any data to back this up. I don't need any Ari math to back this up. I like Jalen Daniels. I don't think any of this mm-hmm. is a fluke. I think they're building. I think they got good yep. talent. I want to hear Jalen Daniels on this third. feed, by the way, Max and Sam had him on, on their show. Big so. get. That's a big get yep. because he is a big star. He's getting votes in the Heisman in our Heisman straw poll. I think that this is a team that is playing with house money. 
they've already what what wasn't their what was their team their their win total before the season three. two and a half three two and a three half. okay two and a half, so they're three, at five yeah. they're about to become bowl eligible at some point here in the next couple of weeks uh they are having their third straight sellout they have game day for the first time they're playing with house money i'm just gonna ride the jayhawks until they lose i have no problem whatever the line is i will take it you're taking six and a half, so you're getting yep. pretty good. I, I like that. I'll take most of it, and I'm with you, Nicole. And, and you know why? Because they won a game against Iowa State in a completely different fashion than the other games they've won yep. this year. And they that, did not, they did I not feel like the sign of, Yep. I feel like the sign of a good team is when you're not doing the thing that is your your hallmark, your trademark, and you still find ways to win. I, I like that. So, yes, I will take most of a touchdown for the home team. Now that they've shown me they can do that. Yeah. The bet MGM line uh, for the over-under is 71 and a half, I believe. I, I'm going under on that. So, you know, that to me is also, you know, is this going to be one of those games with whoever scores? Like, who, who's, if it's a shootout, who do you like better in the shootout? TCU. I agree. Probably, yeah. probably TCU. But, all right. Let's, I'm laying the points, by let, the way. Let, I'm on the up, opposite side of you guys again. Let's stay in this window. And, and boy, the home team in this next game is mad that this game's in this window. And I don't blame them because I like trade. I, I like to tailgate too. But Tennessee, a three-point favorite at LSU. This is one where the Vols can kind of prove something to the world, it feels like, and say, look, Alabama and Georgia and Kentucky, we're coming for you. We, we're, we're coming for not just second best in the SEC East, but we're coming for all of it but they got to go in there and prove they can deal with LSU's pass rush with that crowd. It's a, it's a big if. Ari. Oh, I think off. this is a huge monumental game for, um, I just didn't want to cut you off Nicole. I feel like I've been doing that to you a lot and I'm trying to be better about it. Um, they can prove to the country that they're good. Yes. And how long have Tennessee fans been waiting to say, yep. We're good. And, and they needed to beat Florida. They needed to show they could beat Florida, even though it wasn't, it's not the best Florida team. Yes. But they needed to get over that mental hurdle. They did. And, wh and what's the biggest hurdle for Tennessee as a football program right now? I think it would be proving that your defense is, is proficient enough to win mm -hmm. games in the SEC. And the biggest thing that is interesting about this is that LSU's offense has scored some points against some overmatched opponents, but you can bottle them up if you have a pretty good defense. So, you know, I think that everybody's going to talk about Hendon Hooker and Jaden Daniels and the offensive stars and stuff. But my thing with this game is, can Tennessee's defense play well enough to not only get out of here with the win, but make you feel like Tennessee is going to be a tough out even against the best teams? Because that's what good in the SEC means. Yeah, it, it is. It's interesting to me because do they make LSU's offense look better the way they made Florida's offense look better? Because if they do, I, I think LSU wins this game. Yes. So. It's it's, it's going to be a fun one, Nicole. I, I think it it feels like a toss-up to me. I don't know. Do, do, Nicole, should we feel any differently about Josh Heupel or Brian Kelly based on the result of this game, or is it just these are two pretty good teams playing? Well, I, I think Josh Heupel is definitely winning people over this season. I, I think like the way that he wants to run an offense, what he's done with Hendon Hooker, who looks like a totally different quarterback than he did at Virginia tech. Like all of that's really impressive. And so I'm with Ari in, in that, like the defense still needs to show us something, but the offense mm -hmm. is pretty damn good. And, and I think that that says a lot about Josh Heupel. We, we also talk, you know, he was, he was pretty hype after they beat Florida, but he's 
pretty even keeled all around. Like it's kind of boring compared to some of their past head coaches. And it's what they needed. Like it's, I think that's one thing that's not going to change based on this outcome. Although LSU does tend to play weird games. So this one could end up being a weird game. But, like, it does feel like Josh Heupel's the right guy, and, like, that's not going to change. Like, they actually have the coach that they need, the football coach that they need, who is a good football coach. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to watch this one. Utah and UCLA is our sling what to watch for game. You can watch that one on Fox. Kicks off at 4.30 Eastern time, 1.30 local from the Rose Bowl. Utah's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. UCLA has looked awesome. Ari, Ari was on UCLA very early this year. I got to say, Nicole, did you stay up late last Friday night and then watch them destroy Washington? So I I stayed up for most of it. I have to get up pretty early on Saturdays for the Big Ten Network. So I did not finish the game live. I was was ugly, distraught enough over the cottage cheese that I now have to eat (laughs) based on the outcome of that game. I was very impressed with Washington. You're a noble person for admitting it because I I wasn't going to push you. I didn't get a text message from you, and I thought that maybe you guys were just waiting or being nice about it, but I don't own it, obviously. Okay, fine. I don't own it. We're we're waiting until I'm I'm back home and can control production a little better than I can from a hotel room. So (laughs) Okay, fine, fine. I'll I'll do it, but I did learn my lesson about UCLA, and I really think DTR is playing well. I really like Zach Charbonnet, Jake Bobo, like this little three-headed offensive monster they've got. Legitimately good. And also Cam Rising is coming off a really good game. Like this is going to be a really big one. And the Pac-12, the top half of the Pac-12 is better than it's been. And it's closer to each other. It feels like that it's been like there are some monster games in this league. So I this one I absolutely have highlighted and circled. And I I don't know. I don't have a great feel for it, but I am pretty pumped at the level which we're seeing these offenses coming into the game, the quarterbacks in particular. Nicole. I'm going to do something out of the kindness of my heart for you because you're wrong on this one again. Oh, boy. Because what's UCLA's kryptonite? A team that can smash mouth the heck out of them, right? But Wait, is now it we're, now? Now we're, is out? It still? now we're out on UCLA? What? No, I was out this on Washington. Really this is a huge reversal of fortune here. No, I was, I was out on Washington. Let me be clear. They had corners that couldn't cover those guys, and in, in Utah's defense is much better. But how about this? I'll take you Utah minus three and a half. You take UCLA. It, Wait, but I don't. Can, but now I don't want this. to. Yeah, but now you, you can double or to... nothing. Double like you can get spoons. out of eating a spoonful of the cottage cheese if you're right. But if you're wrong, it goes to five. <laughs> I am absolutely declining this. There you go. Uh, he was like, no. this is as quick as Lane Kiffin declined the turtle. But don't you think that that's, oh uh, my God. If you hate it that much, you'd want to do anything you can to get out of it. No, no, no I don't. No, five this sounds like way worse turtle. than one. This is yeah. like the turtle, knowing that the turtle is just there. The entire bucket. I'm not going to sleep well knowing here. that I might have to have five scoops of cottage cheese. It's like I'm knowing the turtle is out there. I'm not doing it. The, th- the thought of being able to completely escape the punishment. No, I, I'm totally with Nicole here. Yeah, Nicole is right. I am going to take UCLA. I realize the Rose Bowl is not a great home field advantage, but I will take UCLA. It's just a nice field. With a, with a field goal nice and a hook. Yeah. It is a beautiful field. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice yeah. field. There's no fans. It's just a <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. field. There's some really nice Jumpman logos covering um, wide yeah, no, swaths I think, of I think, seats. I think Utah is going to plummet, 
I'm with him. But I'm going I'm so to take I, UCLA, and I've, I've been out on them, and I'm going to go in on them. I'm going to take Utah. Um, well, I've been high on them since the preseason, but also Ari just fully shamed me, and now I trust him whatever happens in the Pac-12, so I'm just going to follow Ari's lead. You know, I think one thing that I've I've had a hard time with with gambling in my career here um, in real life is that I ride trends too hard. And if something's something's good, I think that it's going to be good for multiple weeks in a row. Right. And a lot of times in the sport, it doesn't really work out that way. So, so you're, as as the football coaches would call it, you're breaking tendency. I like yeah, it. I'm, I'm doing my best to not get fall, overly because UCLA looked really great. They did. And like you could trick yourself into thinking this could be a, a team that wins the Pac-12. If you watched the game last week, am I tricking myself? Is it? I think it's possible. Yeah, I think a lot of possible, a lot of teams could win the Pac-12 right now. So this is true. I, yeah, but it's kind of happened the same thing with Washington. You know, going into that Washington game, everyone's like, "They're awesome," and then they looked like complete dog doo doo. I agree on Utah being a very tough physical team. Like this was a team when I visited with Kyle Whittingham in the spring. He like very much thought this is the team that could break the Pac-12s playoff drought i mean they're they're really balanced both sides and they're balanced in the passing game they're physical and, and i yourself, like them too the team with a Would loss to a florida team that has turned out to be not very good is laying three and a half on the road well, why you're just messing with her mind now why are, why, know, why, is that the line? why are you doing this to this her? is what i do all the time with my bank account <laughs> so like, am i is this is this what it's like to be in ari's brain i don't I'm it's saying, a horrible place to be i'm telling you that, that right way. now why is the spread that way I've been in a car with him. He's only farted once that I know of that I could fart? smell. Oh, the hell you didn't, because it wasn't me, and I know I, I know my own brand. So that Have was. You ever farted and not known it? Either we were driving through the smelliest part of Mississippi, well, or you farted. I'm pretty sure you farted. Are you sure that it, you like? Do you know for sure that you didn't fart, or could it have? Been I'd a be. Fart? I wouldn't bet my life on it that I didn't fart. I'd be bragging about it if it was me. But I didn't so, consciously crop dust him. I'm a gentleman. I would have said pulled over. Oh no! I'd have just raised one cheek up and just let it rip. So it's repulsive. Uh, it's 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 how we do it. All right, let's stay in the Pac-12. Washington State heading to the Coliseum. USC is a 13 point favorite in this game. Uh, USC's turnover margin magic did end last week against Arizona state. They did commit a turnover, but they still are very great at making turnovers happen and pretty stingy about giving away the ball. Do we think they cover here? Cause I, I think USC wins probably yes. no matter what. I'm not so sure they cover though. It's crazy that we're talking about Wisconsin all week and what they did to that or the, wait, no, no, they lost. Uh, so, I don't I mean, even know where he's going with this. I know I, I don't a, either. Again, this is what it's fart. like. <laughs> oh, wait, an actual three. fart? He, he, he fart? lifted. He lifted one I ear lifted up and just up. let it rip. My elephant <laughs> ear up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, are we? So, like, are we're we're down on USC after the last two weeks, right? I'm like, not. People are down on them. I, it's interesting because no. I was like, this is not gonna. They're not a playoff team. But I will say, they are a good team. They are doing things better than the USC teams of the last few years did. They're good at creating turnovers. I don't know that they're a, definitely a dominant defense in terms of just stopping teams, but being good at creating turnovers is a great skill to have. Yeah, I think I mean, I'm with you was... on this too. I would not play this game. I think USC is going to win, but 13 seems like an awful lot. 
Yeah, I was the same way about the takeaways because, you know, start the season, you're like, they're not going to be able to do that every game. And then they kind of are. So at some Mm -hmm. point it becomes part of your defensive identity. It's kind of like what we said about Iowa last year. Um, But, you know, USC is is continuing to do it. The offense is 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 really good. They kind of have a mulligan in the Pac-12, right? Like they're they're still unbeaten. No one's ever gone unbeaten in the Pac-12 in this iteration. I still really like them, but I'm with you guys. The line is really scary. So I I think they're going to win, but they could win comfortably by like 10 and that still wouldn't cover. So I, I just don't know because I don't have if a I got this game. line in Pullman. I'm jumping on Washington State. Um, no question. The but, one thing I would watch your mouth with is, is they're not a playoff team because that's nonsense. That could be any. They're not good enough to win a playoff game is what you mean when you say they're not a playoff team. Mm. But this team could win its way into the playoff. I just don't want to give you any money. That's all. I know, but do you see the distinction there? I just I don't want to give you any money. I Nicole see it, sees it, but worry. I don't want to give Ari any money. I'm trying to think about the most ridiculous thing I can buy with Andy's money. Remember when you said that you would take $10 million to give it to your daughter in future generational wealth? No. Remember? That was like 30 <laughs> seconds. And now I don't you're think he's trying do to that. figure out. You want me to give it to my daughter? Gonna I'm going to go buy like, I'm going to go buy a Yeti. Here, Liv. Uncle Andy did something stupid. Here's some money. All right. Here's what I bought for myself. We'll be right back after these words. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to the ACC. I didn't. I didn't do the spread on this game because I'm more interested in the total. Because I'm more interested in what it means for Miami's offense and North Carolina's defense. But in case you're wondering, Miami's a three and a half point favorite. North Carolina at Miami. The number is 66 and a half. North Carolina finally had a good defensive performance. I think they they gave up 3.9 yards of play to Virginia Tech in a 41 to 10 win last week, and that. Feels like progress, even though it may just be Virginia Tech's offense isn't very good. But Miami, going back to Tyler Van Dyke as the starter after benching him in that loss to Middle Tennessee State, I don't know what's going to happen with their offense. 66.5 seems to suggest that Miami's offense is going to be fine. North Carolina's defense will resume stinking. And I'm not sure that's what's going to happen. What's the opposite? So I might go under. What's the opposite? You know that saying? When an immovable object meets a oh yes, when you're talking about when the movable object meets the resistible force, yeah, like the yeah. opposite of that. Yes. Is that what this game is? No. Uh, like North of, Carolina's yeah. defense. Yeah, North Carolina's defense is the uh, what are those things called? The metal things that you walk through as you're walking into a stadium. The turnstiles. The turnstiles. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Miami is. Uh, I don't know how to say this in a non-offensive way. So they, they just don't move very well. They don't move this very is, well. This, and is, this is what the doctor ordered, like playing North mm-hmm. Carolina's defense. That's what it was for Notre Dame. But you could you could say that Miami's offense is what the doctor ordered for North Carolina's defense if the doctor hadn't That's already ordered up Virginia true. Tech's offense. That's so, true. There's that got to be a fair. physics equation for this. You guys can throw well, it. Well, we, we're not doing an SAT question <laughs> this week. No, not when there's a road game. So uh, I, I am saying this goes under because it is not going to be the cure-all for Miami and, and North Carolina just suddenly goes back down the drain. I think, I think maybe North Carolina might have 
I, I'm not going to say turned a corner. I just yeah. think they're going to be more competitive defensively. Doesn't this game have like 31-27 written all over mm-hmm. it? That's sure, under- and it would be close yeah. to the number, but that would not hit the yes. number. So, I yeah, that that one, I just found that very intriguing as a number. Do so, do the other total? We don't have another total. Yeah, we do the Iowa game. Uh, we didn't do the I Iowa know, total. I know it. But you know it. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Illinois and Iowa. Iowa is visiting the Illini. Illinois is a three and a half point favorite in this game. What's the total in this game? 36 and a half. Woo! <laughs> okay. That's a hook higher than the Rutgers total with Iowa. Okay, but guys, Illinois has the best running back in the country, or one of the best running backs in the country, if mm-hmm. you don't think he's the best. But no, he's going to be awesome when he runs into the into the iron wall there. Well, Blake, like, so you I saw mean, Michigan, Michigan push them around the for a series. Easily. Yeah. But then they didn't they didn't score they didn't, a ton toward the end of the game. Finish, but yeah, yeah, but like that that feels like a really low we, total. We, I know that we, we love Iowa under Illinois offensive line. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, like yes. we're not gonna do that, right? Yeah, I, okay. I, I think <laughs> Illinois doesn't score much. I, I think Illinois may win. I think Illinois may cover, but I don't know if they're gonna score much. Thirteen to six. Whose offense is better? Wisconsin or Illinois? Illinois. Iowa's. Wisconsin or Iowa? Sorry, Wisconsin or Iowa. Um, that's a mm, Sophie's choice. She's on the Big Ten. Wisconsin, but I don't feel I don't feel great about it. (laughs) I don't feel great. (laughs) Exactly. How could you feel great about either one of those? (laughs) But I'm going to say Wisconsin (laughs) because you made me pick one. Yeah. No, I like putting people on the spot on the show. It's fun. Good lord. That. uh, (laughs) All right. I'm going to take Illinois to win. And it goes under. I think Iowa is going to win, and it goes under. I am taking Illinois and the over. Let's look at a completely Illinois and the over. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I have a workout butt in my in my ears. I hear that correctly. You heard yeah, you that? Yeah, you have Andy. You have Andy's Andy sweat sweaty uh, AirPod in my ear. It was it was playing She Hulk Attorney at Law bright and early this morning as I was running on the treadmill. So wait, can we just real quick? That's a great series. Yeah. Just. Great show, great show. Great show. Who the min, you know, melding a Marvel movie with Ally McBeal, just brilliant, brilliant idea. Well, there's a CrossFit there, but there's golden arches off into the distance. There. I I, I <laughs> see the golden arches, Ari. Yes, okay. we're not going to McDonald's. There'll be no fillet of fish today. <laughs> Ari's distracted. Ari is yeah. distracted. <laughs> All right, let's let's stay in the Big Ten and look at a very different kind of number. Ohio State is a 27 point favorite at Michigan State. Ohio State crushed the good Michigan State last year. Yep. And Ohio State had a lackluster defense last year. Ohio State has a much better defense this year, and Michigan State is not the good Michigan State. This feels big, but I'm kind of thinking Ohio State covers. I thought the spread would be bigger, to be honest. Yeah. But Ohio State did play grab ass with Rutgers last week, and they covered the spread, too. So I, I don't know. Uh, I think Ohio State just may be very, very good. Maybe the best team in the country. Uh, and if they are, then they probably will win this game. Ohio State either plays a very, very close game with Michigan State or blows their doors off. And usually the close ones happen in East Lansing. But, you know, if this were 28 and a half, I might think about it. But f- I think they will score four more touchdowns at Michigan State this game. I think. I, I, think I wouldn't they, play it, though. I think I think they're going to cover as well. Because I, I, Mel Tucker, you know, you mentioned like the way that, that if Michigan State loses – Mel Tucker, when he is lost at Michigan State, a lot of them have been blowouts. Um, and it right. just feels last week like feels like the only exception. You know, the thing that scares me though is that Mel Tucker has 
even in seasons that weren't going very well. They win a game they, that they're not supposed to. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win, but yeah, they yeah. play really tough. But of out of, all, like, of all like matchups, for a not really bad pass defense, like this is not the this is not yeah. the game where they're going to catch somebody. I mean, they, like this is Ohio State's going to be able to work out whatever they want to in the passing game. They mm-hmm. can be like, oh, let's do let's do a tight end it, game. Oh, let's let's it feel like, it be like 34 and a half or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's so. About right. It's, so yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna cruise. They're gonna cover. We're all taking Ohio State. It's gonna be like college game day where you see all the logos across and I don't Michigan know, State I'm, will I'm, use that as motivation. I'm reluctantly taking them. All right. While we're on the subject of giant numbers for the road team, here's a bigger number for the road team. Or sorry, no, Georgia's at home. Why? Great setup, Andy. Great transition. That was beautiful. No, Auburn is the road team. There is a big number attached to them, though. Auburn is a 29-and-a-half-point dog at Georgia. We keep saying, is this the week that, that Brian Harson gets fired at Auburn? Maybe it is. Maybe Georgia does this to them. Auburn's played awfully tough the last two weeks. They, they got a win they shouldn't have against Missouri. I blame Missouri more than Auburn for that. Uh, and, and Auburn fought hard against LSU. But uh, Auburn ugh. had to have picked the worst time to go to Georgia. Because if Georgia was sleepwalking and it wasn't deficiencies – they need Georgia to keep sleepwalking. Well, oh. and we've seen Georgia flex on Oregon and South Carolina. So, yes, if Georgia flexes on Auburn, it's going to get ugly. And you might have an extra stop on the way home from Tuscaloosa. Yes, I might. Uh, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, Georgia, I, I think if you're Kirby Smart, um, obviously you're happy you got a win last week, but you're also happy you can really light a fire under your team after that performance. So it feels like it should be one of those games. Feels like it should be like an Oregon style game from week one, but we'll see. I just have to say this because this is the podcast, the official record. Okay. Georgia legitimately could have lost to Mizzou last weekend. Oh yeah. yeah. That wasn't like uh that was like danger zone to like the sirens were going off at the, at the uh, chemical plant in that game. Yeah, no. And that's the thing. It was, it was a clunker. But I also think they played a clunker against Kent State. That is troubling to me. But that said, we have seen them be really good when operating at full capacity. So I don't know which is which. And it may just be that they haven't learned to be consistent yet. But we know where their top end is, and it's really good. The spread does feel large, though, right? It does. It does, because Auburn still has some very good players. Like, Derek Hall would, would probably start at Georgia. And... Usually when you have a spread like this it, with the, with the Georgia or an Alabama or somebody like that, the opponent doesn't have a single player who could start on the other team. Auburn's got that in a few places, which is, which is why it feels this big, but I don't know. It's like you guys said, if Georgia is what we've seen them be at a couple of points this season, they will, they will demolish them. Yep. So let us move to the game that Ari and I will be attending. Texas A&M, Alabama. If I had told you this, this would be a 24 and a half point spread when, when Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher were sniping at one another in May. Nicole, would you have been surprised? Yes. I, I think there's two things that are really surprising me in the lead up to this game. One is I do think we all thought this would be the game because of Jimbo, because of Saban, because of how personal that feud got. 
and it's it's not the game I've been asked about the most or talked about the most this week. Uh, and that's because of the second point, which is that AM has looked so bad and, and have mm-hmm. lost games the way that they have. And Andy, I thought you wrote a really good piece about this, about like describing the offense as it just looks really hard. Everything that they try to do every time they try to move the ball, it's hard is the perfect way to describe it. And so it, it's, that's certainly taken a lot away from this game. I think also Bryce Young and his shoulder uncertainty around that and what that means for Alabama's passing game. Like all of that, just it, it's not the star studded spotlight game that we thought it was going to be. And like, obviously I'm interested to see Jimbo and Saban interact, but like, I, I, I don't think the game is going to be close, even though we've seen Alabama and their warts at different times this season. Texas yeah. A&M just has a lot of them. Can either of you just tell me how they're going to score? No, I don't know. Uh, you guys, maybe you if, guys are if, going to put on uniforms and do something for them. Well, they that that definitely won't help. But may, maybe if there are mistakes, we, we don't know if Bryce Young is going to play. Maybe Jalen Jalen Milrow. Although Jalen Milrow running the offense for two and a half quarters against Arkansas looked pretty darn good. So I can't tell me how a team's going to score. I've got a hard time betting on it. And I think that's the biggest indictment of. Jimbo Fisher and his offense and and their inability to make it easier for their players is that Alabama can go to its backup quarterback and score 35 points against a pretty good team. Now, I know Arkansas doesn't cover very well, but Texas A&M played Arkansas last week and struggled to score against them. In fact, one of Texas A&M's touchdowns was a defensive touchdown. Alabama with a backup quarterback can look completely seamless. AM's probably going to have the backup quarterback, even though he was the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, uh, probably going to be Haynes King. And I just, uh, I'm with Ari. I, I don't know how they score. Will Anderson had his worst game against AM last year. I guarantee you he wants to, to fix that. Can I call dibs on any Connor Wegman angle for the game? Absolutely. All yours. You promise? 100%. What if he plays and just plays awesome, dude? Well, then you With get me in the stands. I think I would. I would think I would ascend to the heavens. You, you, you will get to walk out. You after the game. I want you to walk out on the big A at the fifty-yard line at Brandon Brand- Brand- Stadium and just scream, "Stars matter!" Andy, do you think he's going to play a play in this game? Yes. If if Haynes King gets hurt and Max Johnson can't play, if your life depended on it, yes or no, is he going to play a play under any circumstance? Yes, me too. I agree. I also think it's possible he comes in and hands off a little bit when they're down. 28 points. Yeah. I I think you guys do need to get a cute little photo on the 50 yard line. If you're not watching the YouTube video, you, you got nothing out of that, but we, we, we were adorable there. I'm just going to tell you right yeah, now, but, you, yeah. but I think you should actually be adorable and take a little cheesy little photo to cap off the, the road trip and the I mean, memories. You can make a little right. scrapbook. Maybe at three in the morning when we're done writing in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to see me looking like hell? You right right after that that whole experience and and we're about to drive back to Birmingham because if you'd like to stay in Tuscaloosa this weekend, I realize the game's lost a little shine, but the hotel rates have not dropped. So uh, this room that I am in currently, very nice room by the way. I think it's about one hundred seventy bucks tonight. Uh, it's going to be thirteen hundred dollars if you'd yeah, like to have it tomorrow. How, how big it got? This room would be thirteen hundred dollars tomorrow night. So. Sometimes I just like want to so like some find, some baller is going to be staying in here and not us find a receipt of a hotel after a weekend like that and just submit it to the athletic just to, and then have a cam on whoever <laughs> face. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's, their, their face would not change much. They just look at it and go. Nope. nope. <laughs> I, I remember 
I don't think I'm, I'm talking out of school here. You guys know Charles Robinson who writes for Yahoo, right? Yeah. yeah. So when Charles was, was at the Orlando Sentinel, he was, we, we were just joking around and, and he was talking about, you know, if, if I ever knew I was going to go somewhere else, or if I thought they were going to fire me or he's like, I would just rent a Lamborghini on my last road trip and just turn in the receipt and see what happens. Well, if they said no, then you have to pay for it. Now, if you have a corporate card, exactly. I think fun. I think yeah. there, there was a corporate card involved. So, I don't know if it's possible to rent a Lamborghini. A lot of I guess if you're in a big city, you can probably do that. Yeah, but, they have the they have some of the luxury ones in, in certain cities like Scottsdale and v Vegas have that yeah. option. Mm, shock, um, shock that Ari knows that. But I have a I, yeah. he doesn't have a hat though. Uh, no, I, I don't think I'd be a Lamborg a, a Lamborghini hat person because i don't want to be a poser driving oh because you just don't own one yeah if i don't okay. have one i'm not going to buy like those brightling watches i really like you mm -hmm. know what a brightling yes is? i do they have them for bentley and if you don't have a bentley and you have that you're kind of a, you're you're annoying me like you don't don't pose like i uh yeah because then i would look like i'm trying to then i would be exactly what you've accused me of being which is of trying to appear rich i've not, not accused you of anything no, dan rubenstein did I mean, no, it's not an accusation. It's exactly what it is. If Nicole, why would you wear a hat that, that this was just a very well built? You make him take off nice the hat. hat again. Well, his hair is every this is once a, once a podcast. He does this. Why would you wear a hat with the name of you know some Ritz Carlton somewhere or some Saint Regis somewhere, unless it was to broadcast to all who see it? I am a person who has the means to stay in this type of hotel. Anybody has the means to stay in. Motive was an off-season night. It was eighty-eight bucks. Could happen. You ever stayed in a Ritz Carlton for eighty-eight bucks? I never paid to stay in a Ritz Carlton in my entire life. <laughs> Fancy. I'm admitting that I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, same. But I would I wouldn't say it that way, Ari. That just makes it sound even more like hoity-toity. Oh no, I ha I wasn't personally comped by the concierge. I used <laughs> kind of sounded points that way from the from the seventy-seven dollar Fairfield Inns off the interstate in rural Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i got to stay there um yeah okay maybe i'm gonna get a hat of like you know i'm gonna get a mcdonald's hat go for it i bought a big brad breakfast t-shirt today it, it's red it says bacon across the front uh, i want to get pretty a, spectacular. Does, nicole, uh, does nicole have a logo i can put on a hat just so i can rep nicole uh please don't do that also don't you have a filet of fish bucket hat from mcdonald's i do <gasps> It's why a, are you never wearing that? I don't know. It's the same reason why you wouldn't wear uh, something. That, <laughs> just want to keep it pristine. It's in the box. <laughs> it's in my. It's like in a box <laughs> on my Jordan collection. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's like some Jordan Eleven Concords. And it also has uh, pins, McDonald's pins, oh. a fish pin. I'll wear it next week. That's glorious. All right, Ari Nicole, this has been wonderful. There is more to the show. By the way, after our picking of games, because we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. In a few hours, I will be guest hosting Nick Saban's radio show in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I've done this a couple of times. I jinxed them before the 2012 Texas A&M Alabama game. I brought them home to victory before the 2020 Georgia game. So this is the rubber match right now. Well, and Andy, I, I wish you the best of luck because uh, Nick Saban's been a little snippy this week. So. I hope that you I'm don't get not going to get blown up. I, I'm not going to get blown up I unless going into it with the goal of being blown up. No, listen, if he has a rant on on deck, it doesn't matter what I say. He's letting it rip. And I may be the victim of that. And, and I accept that. I, I'm a prop in this particular situation. And it's cool because it'll be good for his show and it'll be good for our show. Yep. 
So you're going to hear a little snippet of that when we come back. If you are listening in podcast form, if you are watching live on the YouTube stream, thank you so much. And Nicole, we love you. And we'll talk to you again soon. Have fun, guys. Stay live. All right. I just got done co-hosting the Nick Saban radio show. And uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Miss Terry, his wife, sits right in the front row. And it's funny watching those two. As Nick talks, she is either nodding approvingly, smiling, or if he says something she doesn't like, she gives him that glare. And I'm telling you, folks, there is at least one person in Tuscaloosa who's not afraid of Nick Saban. That is Terry Saban. And uh, she is awesome. I know she's very excited about a huge home game for them. And uh, interesting hearing Nick Saban talk about this game because I think when it was the Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher game and everybody thought this game is going to be huge, he was not as concerned about motivating his players. But now he finds himself in the situation where Alabama was last year and where Texas A&M was last year. And we all know what happened there. Texas A&M won that game. He wants to make sure that his players are up for this game, even though it is not the center of national attention. But it's funny because he probably would be mad if it was the center of national attention too. That's just a different set of issues you got to deal with. But I kicked off with my first question And it was one of those where I had to ask the question that was on everybody's mind. These clips are courtesy of our friends at Learfield. Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Stewart filling in for Eli Gold once again this week. And it's great to have you with us for another edition of the Nick Saban Show. As we introduce during the Hey Coach portion of our program, Andy Staples from The Athletic is our media guest. And even though everybody likes Andy Staples, that reaction reaction is uh, for another gentleman that has just arrived here I mean, at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. I guess he's done a few things around here and you might have, have, have a chance to clap, but I thought that was for me. It, yours was a warm reception. It was... When a packed house and then some goes nuts, it means <laughs> Coach Saban's arrived. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I know you know Andy Staples well. It's good to have you, have you in the house and Andy here as well, Coach. Yeah, good to have Andy with us. What can I do for you, Andy? I know you got something up your sleeve. Oh, well, I am gonna, I was trained in journalism school to just ask a question on everybody's mind and just get it out of the way, so I'm going to ask it, and I will duck beneath this table, and you, you have it. Is there an update on Bryce? <laughs> I had to come over here just for that. That's it. I'll, I'm leaving after that. Yeah. Well, you know, Bryce has been able to practice some this week, um, but I, th- there's no real you know, bad damage or anything like that in his shoulder. So this is not a long-term thing, uh, but he still has some soreness. And, you know, we'll have to make a game-time decision, you know, before the game and pregame to see if he can throw the ball well enough to go out there and do his job. So he has been able to practice some, but, um, you, you know, Bryce is a great competitor. He'll, he'll want to go out there and play the best he can. But sometimes you got to protect players from themselves because they got to be able to go out there and create value for themselves and be healthy enough to do it, you know, the right way. He's a sharp guy, um, and I, I think he'll, he'll he'll know whether he can go out there and do it, and we'll be able to make a decision based on that. So this is tr- really and truly will be a pre-game decision because um, the way we've treated this from a medical standpoint is overuse would really set him back. So the longer we can go without him doing a whole lot of throwing, 
height, the better off we are, even though he has done some, the better off we are in terms of the healing process. So we'll see how it goes. When so I, that's the only update I can give you because that's all I know. So now you got your Bryce Young update. Don't know what's going to happen. I, it, it sounds like we may see Jalen Milrow in, in the game. But a little bit later, Nick Saban got into a discussion about sports writers and media and their predictions. And you're listening to a show where Ari, Nicole, and I predict games against the spread. And I think if you've been listening long enough, you know I'm not exactly very good at that. So here are Nick Saban and I discussing uh, my spotty track record of predicting games. They got good players. They have a good team. They've got a really good defense. Uh, the quarterback's very athletic. Uh, they got some really good skill guys, some really fast guys. Number six scored on a p- kickoff return on us last year. He's a dynamic player. So I, I, don't, I don't know um, when people learn. I think Notre Dame got beat when they were 20-point favorites, if I remember. Somebody else got beat early in the season that was 20-point favorites. I don't even know what our, the line is on this game. But the point of that is, is that doesn't really matter because the game gets decided by how you play. And players have to focus on the right thing so that they can go out there and play and not take it for granted that just because people say things and give their opinions, which all these people that give opinions, no disrespect oh, to the disrespect media folks away. that are disrespect here. Disrespect away. All right. Is you, you all don't have to be accountable for what you say. You pick things and you say things and you do things and they're going to win this and that and all that. And if it doesn't happen, you don't have any consequences. Nope. <laughs> I don't live in that world. We don't live in that world. <laughs> well, as I tell people when they say, you're not very good at picking games, I say, I'm good at writing stories. If I was good at picking games, I wouldn't have to work to write stories. I'd be living in Las Vegas or on my own private island somewhere. So uh, I, I, I refrain from picking this game in front of you because, you know, I don't want to add to the rat poison. Tell, tell me when you're through, though. When we're through, tell me, tell oh, me who you got. I, let, let's... You don't want to know? Do you, have you seen my record? That's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. I hope we've gotten you ready for the games this week. Ari and I will be in Tuscaloosa on Saturday, but we'll still be watching all the other games, and we will be recapping those at the end of the night. Same schedule as usual. We're going to try to commandeer a radio booth at Brian Denny Stadium, and hopefully we'll be able to go live on YouTube just like we normally do, and you guys can come and chat with us, and we can have a good time. Like and subscribe that YouTube page. Like and subscribe this podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about it. One of the most gratifying things this week, as Ari and I have been traveling through the South, and I've been showing Ari all this great comfort food, is when we're sitting down somewhere and somebody said, hey, we love your podcast. We cannot thank you enough for spending your time with us and, and letting us be in your cars and in your ears. And it, it means the world to us. So thank you so much and enjoy the games. <laughs>